Hey there, Ruby fans. Welcome to another episode of Ruby Redux here on Rooster Team Radio. Tonight is, uh, I think, part three of our big Q&A extravaganza. So let me not waste any more time. Let me introduce our fantastic co-host. Joining us tonight is the wonderful Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. The lovely Stacey Shuttleworth. Hello, hello. And the internet's Mark V. Donica. I'm, fr- I'm jacking in from the internet. <laughs> like everybody's got like everybody's got a sign on, but I don't necessarily. I'm just like it's me, and that's not as exciting. Jacking <laughs> in. Yeah, that's not what I thought. What you were gonna say? Oh come on! You've known me long enough that I don't just. <laughs> I, <laughs> when, why would I go on such a tangent? This is a family show, probably. It's not a family show. You have me here. Mark, I, for one, am uh, 100% in support of making jacking in your new um, catchphrase, I guess, when we make our introductions. Uh, What you need, though, you need the conviction because you you wobbled at the start. Once you get that down, though, boom. Oh, okay. So, all right. Uh, uh, um, give me the cue again. Give me the cue again. Let's 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 right. nail this. Let's nail this. And the internet's Mark B. Donica. Jacking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Jack- that, that, <coughs> that definitely <coughs> makes me think of the other thing. <laughs> Especially jacking that in. That too. Wait, that's you know not what better. it is? There's no <laughs> good way to do it, Mark. There's no good way to do it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I love and support it anyways, but... Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Try it again. Take one reminds me of a hacker. Like, he's hacked into our show and is going to take over it by, by uploading a virus. Take two makes it sound like he's trying to say that he's going ghost. <laughs> no, it's like it's like somebody knocking on my door and it's like, Mom, I'm jacking in. I'm trying to be on the internet. <laughs> See, if you wanted to go hacker, you could just do a hacker voice. I'm in. What's that? I mean, I went for that joke eventually. Once the once the expectations were gone. Mark, hello. Threes, you're gonna get one more chance. Well, I gotta nail it. You gotta nail it. You gotta nail it. Otherwise, we're just gonna have to move on. (laughs) So it's not jacked up. (laughs) Either that, or if you don't nail this. Mark, if you don't nail this, we're canceling the show. Oh, nail God. it or fail it. Touch the, touch the pressure. All right. <laughs> and the internet's Mark V. Donica. Jacking in. Yeah! No. I thought it worked. Katie, yes yeah, and. Yes and. Else. Nope, nope. Drawing board. Yes Drawing and. Board. Nope. Yes and. Mm-mm. Yes and. No and. Yes and. No and. Oof. And... I'm your. I'm gonna host. get you an improv <laughs> class for for Christmas. My favorite improv ones having no and mechanic. There's a D and D improv one out here that is amazing. Mark, I thought you did great. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Guys, let's not waste any more time. Please step into our humble abode because we've got some questions to get to. Wait, if you're our host, what does that make the rest of us? Co-host. Wow. <laughs> Is that why I'm not getting paid as much? Get wrecked. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Hold on a second. You get paid? No. There's money involved? <laughs> no. 
no, that that was a capitalism joke. And the joke is that capitalism is the joke. I'm yes, very and. tired. Yes, and. <laughs> we should cut all of this. No. <laughs> no. Going back to show canceled. <laughs> no. Wait, wait. I got the button for it. I got the button for it. Now we have to keep it. We have to keep it. That's the rules. Oh, boy. The, the button means it's permanent? Yes. That's exactly what that means. Can't edit that out. Nothing you can do. Huh? It's okay. the way it goes. You can't argue with posts. This is the way. Um, okay. So, guys, to, in case this happens to be your first episode of Ruby Redux, first I'm of sorry. all, I'm sorry. I was about to say, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> Welcome. We love you. We're amazed that you made it this far. Hey, this is what the show is like. Uh, and in case you didn't know, we're a Ruby recap podcast. And uh, since Ruby has gone on hiatus, we took to uh, our Twitter followers and the people on our Discord, and we asked what discussion questions they wanted us to uh, to tackle in a Q&A, so, sort of volume eight post- post-mortem, Ugh, if I could talk. <laughs> and um, we were just completely overwhelmed with the fantastic amount of questions that we got. We got a substantial amount of questions. And so we have decided to break all of those questions down into a multi-part Q&A extravaganza. So welcome again to part three. So let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's go ahead and get to some Team Ruby questions. This first question comes to us from Leanne at Daydream Leanne. My burning question is where do you want to see each one of our four girls of Team Ruby by the end of the series? Do you see them continuing being protectors of the world or settling down and living normally? Quote unquote. Oh, and hi, I love you all so much. Thank you so much, Leanne. That's a really, thank you. That's very sweet. So guys, yeah, where do we see the future of Team Ruby? Let's go ahead and start with Mark. Man, I like to have everybody relaxing. That's that that's something that any show could I mean, <laughs> it's a couple of things. Any show either gets canceled or uh, and you don't get an opportunity to see what happens with everybody or um or everybody gets to live happily. I would like everybody to live happily and what whatever that means for them. Uh I don't I don't want Weiss to take over the company. I think that's the only like point of contention of like what will people do? Like I think if, if anything maybe Ruby doesn't make it to the end of the series. Like I'm just I'm speaking oh. broadly. I don't I don't actually think that. But like given how her penchant for just wanting to make sure that the world is safe. I could see her making the ultimate sacrifice every, any like ultimately, but like, I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't, I think once, once Salem is defeated, I don't think, you know, and at least when it comes to remnant, I think if anything, will eventually get a different story from a similar like in a similar style but i don't think it's going to be like avatar the last airbender to legend of korra where okay now we see the see how their lives have gone sort of a thing i just want them to be have a nice day like just retire <laughs> um you know seeing uh jean's sisters uh post uh, just seeing jean's sisters and how they live like 
if if they want kids, like have let all the ships settle down and have kids. And I'm keeping it general. Let all of the sh- insert your favorite ship here. Let all of the <laughs> ships settle down and and have a kid if they want. All of them. 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 Even all if they them. don't make sense. <laughs> Sorry, we all three of us just kind of looked at Mark and then looked up to the love loft. <laughs> so this is so this is me speaking in a language that I I'm I'm I like have a shipping phrase book and I'm like trying to figure out where the bathroom is. Like that's the equivalent of what I'm trying I'm just trying to trying to fit in and speak your language when I have no idea how to. Look, as far as I'm concerned, fluency in any given language is being able to greet someone politely, understand numbers, and ask for and understand directions. So, uh, you're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Stacy, how about you? Yep. I love questions like this, and I love seeing how they play out in, like, other media across the board. And... I also just want them to be happy. I think that's, I, I always just want everyone to be happy. Uh, <laughs> stop torturing the characters I love. Uh, <laughs> but it's such an interesting thing to think about in this world where they're facing the great evil right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not work to be done once their story is over. So it really makes you look at the characters and think about, okay, is this the life that they want to do? Is this what they want to do for the rest of their life to continue on as hunters and huntresses and do this for a living? Or yeah, are they going to be like, okay, bye. I'm uh, going to college. I'm having a family. I'm done with this. I'm going to tend my garden and have a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Um and I think it's a toss up for for some of our characters at this point. Uh, <laughs> I I do yeah, no, Ruby at the end of this is like, all right, yeah, no, I'm going back with my dog and we are living in the cabin and I'm done. It's just <laughs> done. Honestly, and I, I, that sounds like the life, man. <laughs> right. And I want her to be able to have that. <laughs> as long as they're not like hurting themselves or others, live your best life. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Katie, how about you? Yeah, I'm kind of with everyone else. Like, we still have a ways to go for these characters. We're talking about end of the series, later in life, etc. But keep in mind that they're all still young. Like, most of our main cast, with the exception of the man who's been here for a bazillion years and doesn't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> like... They're all still young. So you could think you want something at 15 that could change at 18, change again at 22. I mean, who even knows? So I am absolutely here for the whatever makes them happy. Like, I trust these writers enough that I think whatever endings they choose for them at the end of this show will be the right ones. I'm kind of, I'm, I mean, not to reiterate what literally every single one of you said, but like, 
I I would very much like for all of these kids, crazy kids, to have a happy ending. Um, outside of the horror genre, where I can take pretty much any kind of ending as long as it's still satisfying, um, from happy endings to tragedies. Uh, outside of that genre, I prefer bittersweet at worst. <laughs> Unless I'm specifically seeking out a tragedy, which I don't typically do. Um, Unless it's very specific circumstances. So I would like either a bittersweet or straight up happy ending for all these characters. Um, I, I I would like for them to all kind of be able to settle down, um, you know, with their respective ships, you know, insert ship here, whatever. You, <laughs> um, but for me, it it really depends on... I feel like by the time this story comes to its conclusion, the entire structure of the world is going to be different. If Salem, if the gods do come back, if Salem is defeated and both she and Ozpin are, you know, finally able to pass into the afterlife, then it's entirely possible that all the Grimm, you know, when the gods come back, could just vanish. And, uh, you know, granted, that is me swinging for the fences a little bit. That's <laughs> assuming that the gods actually do humanity a favor for once. <laughs> we decided to leave all of the Grim on Remnant as a goof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible that the Grim existed on Remnant before we had the first destroy the humans, destroy the moon apocalypse, because the Grim pits were certainly there. Oh, no, I mean, they did exist. They were created by the god of darkness. That's that's a thing. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, if they come back down and they decide, oh, hey, humanity has proved themselves worthy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, sure, we'll take away the Grim, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're taking away these two's immortality. We're taking away the Grim. Uh, you guys have yourselves a fun whatever, whatever. And also, everyone gets magic now. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Man, I don't. You're putting a lot of faith in these shitty gods. I'm throwing stuff out there. <laughs> if I and again, I might be misremembering this. It's been a day, a week, a month, and even a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their whole thing was: if humanity can get its shit together, we'll come back. The gods' gift to humanity is the gods. <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to upset the status quo aside from removing Salem from the equation, maybe, and Ozpin. I think it's just going to be like, well, you still have Grimm, you're still doing your thing, and oh, look at these faunas that developed. Those weren't here the first time around. Yeah, we're going to move back in and be gods again. It'll be great. Like, I don't think they're going to do humanity any favors. You're you're missing the point of what I'm of what I'm proposing. True. My point is that by the end of this series, literally the entire world could look very very different. And if the face of that world has no grim and there's no one there there are no monsters left to fight, you know, you know, <laughs> constantly striking fear into the hearts of mankind, then they don't technically have to be huntsmen and huntresses anymore. And instead, they could just, you know, they could do more traditional things of like, oh, well, we want to keep this town safe from bandits or, um, 
be emergency rescue people. There, there are lots of things that these kids could do if they still wanted to help people. Um, but again, with no more monsters to fight, that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome if, you know, outskirt towns didn't get regularly wrecked by these awful, awful monsters that, you know, that are drawn to like negative emotions. Um, the entire landscape of the way the country's borders are lined out could be different and everything like that. So, um, uh, but if that's not the case, if the Grimm are still around, then I would want, I would want some combination of like some of them settle down. Some of them remain hunters and huntresses. Um, and you know, keep, keep fighting the good fight. Um, it, yeah, it ultimately, ultimately I would like them all to pursue whatever makes them happy, but I think the, the way the world, however the world is going to look by the time the series is done is very much going to dictate who makes what kind of choice or what choices are even available to everybody. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I just want them all to be happy too. (laughs) And here's hoping nobody has to sacrifice their life before that happens. Oh, God, please. Please, please, please. (sighs) So moving on to our next question. This one comes from Michael Clifton, a.k.a. at Chicken King on Twitter. Theories on the world that Ruby, that Team Ruby is in right now? Wonderland, Yggdrasil, etc. Let's go ahead and start with Stacey. What do you think? I keep oscillating between two wildly different possibilities and honestly I'm, I cannot decide which one A I think is more plausible or like better uh, one of them is they're very firmly grounded in reality and they are in some kind of primordial world possibly the very first world uh, which is mm. where you fall when you fall through time and space and everything and it's going to be a much more physical journey of them trying to fight their way through and survive and we're going to have all kinds of wild grim encounters and the flora and the fauna are just going to be interesting you want land of the lost basically maybe a little bit (laughs) (gasps) with some grim dinosaurs yeah you know what? I'm on board for that. <laughs> Grimosaurs. I didn't even like. We've talked about this yes. being the first world before, but we didn't. We didn't talk about dinosaurs. Yeah, like just go all out. <laughs> I want to go all out with di- with Dinogram. Yes. <laughs> Dinogram. I want a Grim Grimlock, please. Oh, Grimlock. That's great. Grim squared lock. <laughs> Please, 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 Rooster Teeth, are you taking requests? So not so not only are we asking for dinosaurs, we're asking for talking dinosaurs. Yes. Yes. Talking <laughs> robot grim dinosaurs that also turn into vehicles. There's a turbo sure. joke in here. <laughs> we made it. We got All it. Right, we kept it, it locked. Everyone who's been waiting for that on the bingo cards, there you go. It's done. It's been like two episodes. Sorry, Stacey. We sort of stomped all over your answer, much like a T-Rex. Yes. (laughs) It was beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know. I think that kind of world would lend for some really fun world building. Some really fun encounters would give them some like 
probably combat growth and some some very fun fights for us. So I think that is a distinct possibility. Or we have fallen through time and space and into some not quite Wonderland, but like ideal universe where falling through the void like that is more of, a, of an individualist experience. I don't know if they get trapped in a happy dream that they de- then have to like fight their way out of or, you know, put in this this world, like the simulation world where everything seems okay. And Did you they play have- the Kingdom Hearts DLC um, recently? No, I didn't. Okay. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Um, In a a much darker sense of, oh, they're going to really have to grapple with their innermost thoughts and feelings about themselves and the world around them. Uh, That sounds like Kingdom Hearts. It does. It does. But look. (laughs) No, no, it does. (laughs) Fine, we're going Kingdom Hearts. Dinosaurs and Kingdom Hearts. We did it, Deb. At what point did I ever say that was a bad thing? Well, I mean... (laughs) Mark has opinions. uh, Look, uh, nobody ever said Kingdom Hearts 3 was good. But as a concept... If you did say that Kingdom Hearts 3 was was good, I'd like to have a short conversation with you. Excuse me, a conversation (laughs) at you. A short podcast short. length conversation. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad short, you limited it to hours. podcast length because I definitely went, oh yeah, a short 35 hours of gameplay conversation. <laughs> He's actually going to play the entire game in front of you while talking Never at again. you the entire time. Never again. <laughs> I, uh, not, to, not to get too off, off kilter, but in like a decision to try to, like the thought of doing an episode on the DLC for the, the show that Molly and I used to do, I watched all of the DLC and I was just staring with my head in my hands like what what I just kept saying what out loud and it was uh, I bought it I haven't played it don't because my brain touch gave it. up good <laughs> no well, not, good, not, good that, not good that your I'm game not good that your brain gave up but don't <laughs> look Kingdom Hearts is one of those things that came about at a very specific point in my life and weasel its way in and then just kept going and going and it's it's one of those forever fandoms and everyone's got at least I thought, one I thought where they so come too. up with huh I thought so too <laughs> Oh no honey I'm still in it to win it Okay when you That's walk an- away I'm- please oh. stay away I- baby please go <laughs> I am hitting the eject button on this conversation oh. because we can't go down no, we can't. a Kingdom oh, Hearts God, rabbit so hole. It's for the we best. Don't, we don't have the time. Stacy, was there anything else you wanted to say about this question before I toss it to Mark? Oh, apparently it's just Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maybe Mark. less Kingdom it's Hearts. The, it's the, the, what is it? The the, the final world? <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> The end of the world. The, the you're either talking about end of the world, the world that never was, or whatever the fuck was going on in three with the inverted buildings and the that, gold head armor. That which was still throws. No, me. not no, that. no, no, not that not one. That. Eject, eject, eject. <laughs> not that one. Where, where do you think Team Ruby is? So end of the world, I think. I think where it's made up of all the different pieces of all the different eject! worlds. 
no, no. I, I was specifically talking about the final world where it was the water and the reflection of the sky and the sky and Sora lost his soul. Anyway, uh, to answer oh, no. Megan's question, um, <laughs> to answer Megan's question, I think we're where Nora's from. Simple, <gasps> simple and, and clean. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I, I, I literally couldn't. Like, it just, it out of my I, mouth and I couldn't resist. I'm so sorry. I will throw myself out a window if we keep talking about oh, Kingdom no. Hearts. Not because I dislike Kingdom Hearts, but because we just have to move on. You're giving me too many things lately. That's all I have to say. <laughs> please, oh, please. Just please. Just please, I say to myself. But yeah, I think I think we're where Nora's from. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on the, the tree or how time and space work? For the sake of the episode and not wanting to relapse, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Katie, without mentioning Kingdom Hearts, what what do you think is going on right now? I mean, I was definitely, I I was the one who went, holy shit, Yggdrasil, when we saw the tree. So I can, I like the theories I've seen of, oh, this is where the gods went. Oh, this is their vacation home. And I like the theories I've seen of, well, this was their first try because Remnant wasn't their first try. Um, I'm really feeling the Yggdrasil thing that we've fallen through into the center of the world such as it is. And shit's going to be a little weird here. But I really do think that you climb the tree, you eventually get out somewhere. And at some point you talk to a giant squirrel. (laughs) That's actual Norse mythology. There is a squirrel that lives on the tree. His name is Ratatosk. Ratatosker? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> there is a squirrel. Um, for, for my prediction, I would just like to say, we're through the looking glass, people. Now, um... As much fun as Wonderland would be. Uh, as, and honestly, I, I do feel like we are probably in for an Yggdrasil sort of situation for the sake of saying something different I think this is where the inhabitants of the relics go when they're not needed I think it is a place outside of time and space where um the entities that are assigned to uh the the various relics i think this is where they go when they're not being summoned for for use uh i think that's a wild prediction i don't think it's right uh what i'm really really hoping is that stacy's prediction about this being the land that time forgot (laughs) happens to be more correct sounds so much fun (laughs) that's what i really hope is happening I just kind of like the idea of Ambrosius getting shirty because somebody has interrupted his Netflix binge watching for the <laughs> second time in like what seems like five minutes to him. It's like, oh, it must be a new person. Uh, it's you guys again. Shirty is a very specific to... descriptor. <laughs> for a naked man? For, for a nude man. Yes. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. I like the that I like that idea too. Just for the sake of that means we would get to meet the other two guardians, and so that gives us some investment in wanting to further investment in wanting to get to the the relics, so that we can see those characters again. That's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. What whatever 
the road ahead has in store. I mean, we know that the writers have said that this next season is going to be vastly different than anything that has come before. So I I feel like no matter what, we're just we're gonna get some curveballs. All right, let's let's talk about the next question. This one comes from Maxwell is Destiny from at Maxwell is Destiny on Twitter. What if the show really doesn't build towards Team Ruby getting the maiden powers at all, but just that it hurts more for Team Ruby and us, the audience, when the maidens close to them get killed by Cinder and she gets all the powers. Enemies go down at their highest point, and if Cinder doesn't get the maiden powers, any of them, then her whole point in the show is slash was to be a nuisance towards the heroes without ever reaching her goal. So, guys, maiden powers. What are the next couple maiden bowls going to look like? And, um, I mean, the long the, the ongoing theory is that all four of our, our members of Team Ruby are going to get those maiden powers. This person postulates that that's not necessarily the case. What do we think of that? Let's start with Katie. I don't know, man. I... Maybe it's just the mood I'm in. This kind of read as almost a pessimistic question. It's not, I hesitate to put it like this, but it is not vibing with me right <laughs> now. It's just like, mm, mm, mm. not sure I agree with that take on things. Like, not everyone achieves their goal in life, and not every character achieves their goal on screen, which is why we don't have a lot of shows and books and whatnot that end in apocalypses because that sure is the villain goal and we sure are trying to make that not happen so i'm fine with cinder never achieving her goal i'm fine with her getting axed i'm fine with her having a change of heart i'm fine with salem deciding that she's done with all of this and absorbing her in an awful thing amalgamate sort of way to just take the powers back herself like i'm fine with any of this I don't know that the show is going to go for, yes, she gets all of them. Like, and who knows, maybe in like six seasons, I'll be eating those words. But I don't really agree with the premise of the question itself. And that's the best answer <laughs> I have right now. Ta-da! Not wanting to see Cinder succeed is... I think that's fair. <laughs> that's a fair want. Stacy, what do you think? It'd be cool if Cinder didn't uh, succeed. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people would. Um, but I, hmm, I do think that we're set up to see the powers gravitate towards Team Ruby. But I also think we've seen a little bit of discourse with what it means to simply be a part of destiny versus forging your own path and becoming your own power, becoming your own self. So I also don't necessarily feel that them getting the maiden powers is a be all end all. This is the only way they will succeed. This is the only power up that is relevant or useful to them. So I don't know that to me it's as pressing, you know, whether Cinder gets a couple of the maiden powers 
ends up being more of an emotional toll on on Team Ruby, um, especially with where some of the powers are currently residing. So yeah. I, <laughs> I think again it's it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot like Hmm, and Cinder's done a lot this past volume in particular. She has. She's uh, been on the up and up. <laughs> Mark, what do you think? I, I, I agree in the sense of like the longer the journey to Team Ruby possibly getting the Maiden Powers, the more of their friends and family will we will lose. And and, and that's not that that just seems like an inevitability given how the last season ended but i think if if we do go this route and it's cinder collecting the powers she's either going to literally explode <laughs> um or she's going to on the journey to that she is going to succumb to the grim arm and it's just going to i i think she may go like I, the, the only word that's coming to mind is feral but she might like go full grim form like beast form mm-hmm. sort of a thing and I'm, I'm gonna do my best here and maybe she has an accelerated power form where she is like pure pure like darkness bubble pit that we were talking about earlier like and and she uh, ooh, it's really hard not to mention a certain franchise but she becomes <laughs> she she becomes you want she, her to be a heartless no that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm saying <laughs> you want her to be a person without a heart <laughs> she becomes one with the darkness uh and darkness I, I don't know. is the heart's true essence wow you nailed what a read on that line that was awesome wow Took me back to like I gotta put a VHS in the in the VCR so I can record the end of this game because I'm never gonna play it again so I could watch it over and over again. <laughs> Billy Zane, you channeled that. That was awesome. Of course um, I do. He's in one of my favorite movies, Demon Knight. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I didn't think you were gonna just out yourself right there. But thought you were gonna say old. Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> Which he it's still weird to be like, what is Billy Zane doing in Back to the Future? But um, yeah, I think she's either going to explode, she's either going to get taken over by the darkness, and and become like a new version of the Hound, but instead Ooh. of Silver Eyes, it's Maiden Powers that powers her. I really love that theory. Um, Anything and related to the Hound, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, there's um, nothing to apologize about. <laughs> you have a type. You have a type. Yeah, tall, dark, and scary. <laughs> That's not untrue. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have a very similar theory. There's, uh, without going into details, there's a bit in the second uh, Ruby young adult novel um, where there happens to be a person who their power is actually being able to manipulate aura to a degree where you can, you know, take aura from like one source and give it to another source. Um, the The book mentions that this person tried it on a grim once and that the grim, like the grim itself didn't change, but like that when it came to like, like the, Grim don't have aura. 
Uh, but like this person mentions in the book that like when that when they tried this, the grim was like a black hole for the aura, where it just it was absorbing it like a black hole, and like they had to like stop. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're never gonna experiment with that again. That was a terrible idea. Um, so I think I like the idea of the subversion of expectations of we think the powers are about to go to our four main girls and then cinder swoops in at the last second and steals them i i like that idea as a subversion of expectations but i feel like if that is the case the second she gets at all of the maiden powers salem is going to snap her fingers and go oh excellent it's time now She'll snap her fingers, the arm will take over Cinder, and she will be essentially a, yeah, a mane and hound, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, like, yeah, a grim with the power of all the maidens. I don't think she'll win. And this is, this is, this is making the assumption that that is what happens if she is successful in that endeavor. I also maintain that cinder's whole thing is that she wants power um she wants it all as she put it in this last season and she spent this last season really leveling up in her ability to manipulate people and in being a competent villain she didn't actually learn any lessons about humility though (laughs) um and the reason cinderella gets a happy ending in the original story is because she is the type of person that is patient and kind and ultimately she gets her just reward for her for her kindness and 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 cinder is none of those things she's not patient she's not kind she will do anything to get what she wants and so ultimately I could see both scenarios. I could see her getting what she thinks she wants and then immediately having her agency robbed from her or her just never getting what she wants because she refuses to learn any lessons about kindness and friendship. So, yeah, I I I I think it's a good thought exercise and I think we should be emotionally prepared for anything <laughs> if I'm being real. Um but yeah, I I like both ideas. Before we move on to our next question, I want to talk to you folks really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so, so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And when you do leave a comment, we like to give you a shout out on the show. Mark? Yes, I want to thank our wonderful listener, Nick Roche, who left us a review, uh, I think on our off week. But still, thank you. Uh, If you want to get your review read on the show, just leave, just leave it to us. We're on iTunes. Also, if you're in an international iTunes store, take a picture of it because we don't see all of those because all of the servers are different, etc. <clears throat> so Nick's review is my go-to for fandom insights and a good laugh with great hosts. This has become my home for the weekly or sometimes more often content that I come to love from these wonderful hosts. Proud to be a fan. And hey, you're welcome. This is pretty much the only reason I use the podcast app on my phone. Totally worth it. Thank you, Nick. Much appreciated. So yes, as Mark said, if you're not in the American iTunes store, please take a screen cap it up. 
please take a screen cap of your review and tweet it at us at the rooster team. And while you're at it, like if you don't already do so, you can uh, join our discord server via the link in the description below. Please come check it out. It's a really fun time. I basically lurk in the, (laughs) in the corners of the art thread and the horror media thread. (laughs) Not even going to lie. That's where I've been, I've been spending so much of my time. We recently re like reloaded a whole bunch of different things and reorganized and re and, and added a couple of different places. And now like we all kind of have the room that we hang out in. <laughs> Much like I hang out in the love loft when we record, <laughs> I hang out in the horror media thread these days. There's an Overwatch League thread and uh, that's where I live my life right now. It's pretty great. Oh. Man, uh, but if you're if you're looking for various ways to support our podcast, um, in addition to to commenting on iTunes because that helps make us more searchable for people looking for Rooster Teeth related content, and following us on social media, joining our Discord. If you're looking for other ways to support us, you can actually sponsor us on Anchor. That is something that you can do. You guys can also support us on T Public, where you can buy T-shirts of the funny things that we say. And guys. I know I've been teasing this for a little while, but we have some new merch coming up and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I am so, so excited for it. So uh, please keep an eye on our tea public and um, also just keep an eye on tea public anyway, because they do sales all the time. Um, so yeah, go ahead, buy, buy a t-shirt of the awesome stuff that we say. And um, yeah, like I said, keep an eye out. Cause there's some, Really cool stuff coming up. And we also have a sponsor for this week's episode. This episode is sponsored by Fred He Bakes. He does cookies. The cookies are amazing. You should totally obtain some because, guys, it's spring. And spring is obviously cookie season, along with summer, fall, and winter, which are also cookie seasons. But right now it's spring. So... Head on over to Fred's because he has the perennial brown sugar buddy, which is kind of like a ginger snap and kind of like a sugar cookie and kind of like a spice cookie and kind of like molasses and all amazing. Good cookies. Very soft. Uh, We're not allowed to have them in the house anymore because they're gone in like 15 minutes, which is a problem for us. So, you know, get a box. See if you can beat our record. If you still miss those fall flavors, and who doesn't miss those fall flavors, you can get maple brown sugar buddies, which are like brown sugar buddies, but with maple. It's exactly what it says on the tin. And if you are more of a chocolate person, he has the big chip buddies. They are huge, they are fluffy, they are stuffed full of chocolate chips, and they are fantastic. And if all of this sounds good, he does sampler boxes. You can pick what you want, order a box with a variety, and then when you decide that you like everything, you can order full orders of everything, too. Everything is made fresh, never frozen, made to order, and you cannot find it in stores. You can only find it by going to fredhebakes.com. That's three words, fredhebakes.com. And using coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM for 20% off your entire order. Fredhebakes.com, coupon code the rooster team. Treat yourself. You deserve it. Thank you so, so much to everybody who supports the podcast. We really appreciate it. You guys are the best. All right, let's move on to our next question. This one comes from Carson on our Discord. Hi, Carson. 
I know part of the point of this volume was that it went really fast, but do you wish we got more time for personal connections, whether that's between the main cast, such as Bumblebee, or with side characters like the Schneeblings uh, and Willow, for example? Uh, yes, so more time with specific characters. Do what, what would we have wanted to see if we had more time? Let's go ahead and start with Stacy. All right. Well, you know me, I would watch hours and hours and hours of characters doing nothing but just hanging out and spending time <laughs> together and doing like nothing. Like, Hard same. <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing my laundry and I'm hanging out with like, like Yang and Blake doing laundry and just like folding laundry and chatting. Yeah. Because that would also imply that they're having a conversation. <laughs> I am there watching. Yes. Yes. Just I would watch the little in between moments. All day, happily, no complaints. I don't need crazy grim fights to enjoy that content. However, we get lots of crazy grim fights, and we love it. And I think for the pace of the action in this past volume, and how fast and condensed everything was, we got some immense moments of character connection and of growth between characterizations i think we got incredibly well-paced and beautiful in-depth explorations of of our characters and how they were feeling and what they were feeling um with i mean willow and whitley and weiss i think had incredible character growth together and i was absolutely satisfied with with watching their personal connections evolve and come together as it did so i don't feel that i was cheated out of any great character moments because of the pace of the volume yeah everybody like this this volume did a really good job of like making sure everybody had a chance to shine um yeah as crazy <laughs> and dire as things got everybody had a moment in the spotlight and that's not an easy thing to do so again bravo Kruby. katie how about you yeah honestly same i i think if this had been a longer volume or spread out over a longer period of time there would have been more room for that and then it would have felt like yeah we could have used more conversations we could have used more of this but this volume took place over like two days, maybe 48 hours. Like it was extremely quick. And so I agree with Stacy that we got some incredible character development and some great conversations in that extremely short amount of time. And I kind of want to put Ren on a little pedestal here and go, this guy, this guy, his entire arc in a season and a half, just this, this guy. As a very good example of that, and yeah, the entire Schnee family as another. Everyone in that family, with the exception of Jacques, may he rest in pieces. Uh, <laughs> just ashes, gone, smeared. Aside from him, everyone in the family had some form of arc, some form of development, some form of something this season. I don't think Weiss had as much as everyone else in her family, but... She's also had quite a bit over the seasons, over the series so far, so she didn't have as far to go. But 
yeah, I don't really think anything was missing. Mark, how about you? Very much in agreement with everybody. I don't think we missed out on anything. And I mean, I had a bit of a running gag the first part of the season where it would be like a passing glance between Yang and Blake and be like, oh man, I wish they could just like talk to each other a little bit. And that was sort of not necessarily validated, but um, when when they met back up and there was, uh, and they just grabbed, they had that moment together. It was like, okay, all right. That, that intimate head touch. Yes, intimate head touch. Um, it was- <laughs> Is it, there it, a better name for it? <laughs> intimate no, headbutt. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the Glasgow kiss. Um, say forehead touch that's just that's just cute but like no <laughs> no yeah. intimate headbutt is now <laughs> no, that's the it. name of my sum 41 cover band Jeez. um but with with that that's sort of made up for a lot of lost time and you sort of understand how they feel about each other and how comfortable they feel around each other and I would still very much like for them to have a conversation or 20, but it, it, it did a lot. It did a lot of legwork. Um, but other than that, of course, of course I would like to see more conversations. And and it's one of those things where it, usually supplementary material would play the part of that. Even seeing characters interact on Chibi did a lot to help sort of at least get the baseline of how these characters would interact in different situations and you would have a different sort of an understanding for them. And, and I think, I think there's an opportunity because I had this idea today. Um, I recently started watching the Grimm campaign. No spoilers, please. Uh, highly recommended for anybody who just wants more Ruby content and everybody in the cast in, is a delight. But it's great for the hiatus. Come it's great on, for the hiatus. Um, but utilizing that model to get certain characters or certain groups together for just to have a better understanding. And the group, as much as, as I'm very much enjoying our team and I want their story to go as long as it needs to go to complete their story. If we had a season for the happy huntresses <laughs> where all of the voice actresses came in, voiced their characters, and we just got them on a mission. And it was it was a same sort of model that the seasons have been going. Like that sort of thing where you have a better idea, you get an even better idea of how this team operates, how they interact with each other, maybe how Robin rose to power, quote unquote power, prominence. Um utilizing supplementary supplementary material even the books you know the books as you you had mentioned have given us a lot of information and a lot of hints as to certain characters that we may have seen a little bit of but now expanding that further and having opportunities for more of these conversations and more of these interactions to happen and and that's my hope is that uh if <laughs> if anybody can can tell uh rooster teeth seems to be on a big ruby kick we're getting another <laughs> supplementary series there's merch drops every other week we got books we got comics i imagine there's gonna be a cookbook at some point <laughs> but like there's there's so much and they're continuing to flesh out this world we're gonna get it eventually uh 
I, I'm right there with everybody. I, especially you, Stacey, I love just like spending time with characters of like, hey, let's take this. Maybe it's a bad thing for me personally, but like I, one of the tropes I really love is taking really fantastical things and sort of like bringing it down to the domestic level. Like that's one of the reasons why Welcome to Night Vale was so appealing. It was like, here's this weird eldritch horror thing, but like it's also a town that has a community calendar and needs PTA meetings and things like that. So I, I love the idea of like, here's this high fantasy series. Let's see what happens when like, oh no, here's some office stuff. It's one of the reasons why Ruby Chibi was so appealing for me and why it should come back. Please. <laughs> Wasn't there a show like this in, I want to say the Marvel Universe, where it was a sitcom about the insurance agents? I, I think that was uh, the DC universe. Um, right. But I I would absolutely- Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I forgot what it was called, but it was on NBC. Yes, and I never got a chance to actually sit down and watch it. But like, I definitely remember having long conversations with friends about like, what do you think the insurance agents <laughs> like who work at S.H.I.E.L.D., what do you think their days are like? Um, I also very much appreciate retellings of like horror movie stories where it's like oh no this this horror movie monster actually is now a friend to people like uh, there's a comic series where jason actually jason from friday the 13th um actually is a camp counselor and it's hilarious and adorable um that that's on twitter it's great but um yeah so but yeah, if we're if we're sticking with canon, I I have to make the agreement that like this season was perfectly paced, but I'm right there with you, Mark. I always want more conversations, particularly when it comes to certain ships. I would have loved for Ren and Nora to have more time together. I would have at the same time more- we got they got a lot of time, and it was just yeah. sort of they it was something that you know I. I, I I appreciate everything that the Kirby does. They work amazingly. I ju- I really hope that because of COVID and having to work from home, and this isn't anything that I blame the crew for. Like I hope we didn't lose anything as a result of just trying to even out the workload and make sure that people stay safe. You yeah, know, absolutely. Um, what we got from everybody amazing. was amazing. Was it? Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. But yeah, I would love to see more Bumblebee. I would love to see more Ren and Nora. I, 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 what you said, Mark, about the happy huntresses. Yes, I want to get to know Fiona a lot better <laughs> because oh, yeah, she dude. is adorable. <laughs> um, I want to see the happy huntresses go and wreck shop. But also, like, we haven't had a chance to meet, you know, it, we have in the books, but we haven't had a chance to meet, um, you know, Headmaster Theodore yet. Um, and and everybody who goes to Vacuo, like that, that's all stuff that we haven't done yet in the show proper, but it does exist in supplementary material. And and a, a lot of the supplementary material is a lot of fun, like the manga anthologies and the comics where Yang gets to hang out with Batman, <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> Dude, like I... Like DC has been making a lot of animated movies for the past looks at watch twenty years, and if how it's gotta it's gotta happen, you know. Like I think that's a safe prediction that 
whenever this comic book run is done, they're going to turn right back around to Rooster Teeth and say, all right, now your turn. And I will hand them my money. (laughs) 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 So yes, the long and short of this, uh, my answer to this question is yes. And I'm sure Rooster Teeth will find a way to make money off of it. (laughs) And I hope they do because shut up and take my money. I want it. Um, But yeah, absolutely. All of that's the, that is the double-edged sword of having a show with such a fantastic ensemble cast is that um, whether it's our main girls or whether it's the the numerous uh, characters outside of that main cast, you always want to know more about them. Like there, there is, there are so many cool, interesting individual character designs in this show. And I just, I would love to keep spending time with all of them. Uh, give me more team coffee books, please. Um, give me more comics. <laughs> give me more fairy tales, animated shows. <laughs> give me more grim campaigns. I'm all about it. And that seems to be the direction that Rooster Teeth is going. Maybe now bring back Chibi too. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yes. Yes. Love to see, love to see more. And we're probably going to get more in some way, shape or form. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to our next question. This one comes from Excel Hedge on Twitter. Okay. So we all know Ruby and Jean and and Neo are going to wake up just fine. But what if they all, with the exception of Yang, find each other's weapons and have to fight with what they find? Imagine Ruby having to fight with Neo's umbrella or Jean with Crescent Rose. Discuss. (laughs) Let's start with Mark. (laughs) I, I would be hesitant to see who would pick up Yang's arm. <laughs> the question did stay with oh, the no. exception of Yang because gauntlet guns. <laughs> well, her arm could, like, if if anybody's watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those arms can come off pretty pretty easily. Well, we've um, seen her, her use her arm as a projectile earlier in the series when she was arm wrestling Nora. So oh, yeah. very funny. So I, I imagine... I imagine arms on the table, regardless. <laughs> Excel Hedge, I appreciate your question, but you can't not bring the arm into it. Um, if we're going to be mixing up weapons, we're going to mix up all the weapons. Yeah, I, I'd i say no matter what, as long as Neo has some sort of uh, aura or her semblance left, she's going to be at the advantage because she can just do a series of illusions and be right back on top. I think what the thing that will sway the the fight no matter what is whoever picks up the hat (laughs) and that's gonna send neo into overdrive and she's gonna kill everybody and that's gonna be the end of the series (laughs) wow what a twist literally no one will see it coming (laughs) stacy how about you i would love to see this happen i would love just an absolute kind of you know you wake up completely befuddled in this unknown like world and just have to grab the nearest thing and fight the monster that's suddenly attacking them so i think the t-rex yes because they're dinosaurs (laughs) that's a fact (laughs) fight a dinosaur with a weapon you're not used to fighting with everything (laughs) is gonna be 
fine. <laughs> Come on. There are Mastodon Grim up top. Dinosaurs, it's not that much of a stretch. Right. Just Grim's let us have basically it. There. We're basically there. <laughs> I, I absolutely would love to see this. I don't know that it could be very long-lived. Um, I want it to happen. And I think it plays into kind of this idea of where they're going to have to do some soul searching down there and really learn not only about themselves, but about each other. And what a better way to do that, at least on the physical plane, than to have to literally figure out how to fight with the weapons that are an extension of their, the other person. I think that's an excellent point. Katie, how about you? I really just want to see what happens with the poor bastard who picks up Jean's broken bloodstained sword. Oh, oh no. You made it sad. Just. That could be a scene. That could be everybody like starting to fight. Somebody rooting around finds the sword, picks it up, sees it's covered in blood, and, and everybody stops and go, hold on. What, what? is this? <laughs> Excuse. Does anyone want to explain how that happened? John runs and away. blood that is? Oh, no. Yeah, that puts an end to the fun real fast. <laughs> Beach episode. <laughs> wow, that entire, God, that oh entire episode God. just crystallized in my mind and the ending <laughs> is so tragic. Not, not to... Not. <laughs> Not to, I'm so, I'm, I'm really sorry, but this is honestly the thing that came to my head. Imagine the like bouncy, happy Destiny Island music cut to Destiny, like immediately. Oh. <laughs> oh, get it out of my head. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh dear. It got bad again. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for everything. What I've can done. I say except you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any further thoughts katie <laughs> okay well i ruined it and i'm so proud of myself <laughs> well to shift the the tone to make the tone do a complete 180 i actually really love the idea of yeah uh of you know, uh, uh, like everybody facing off against Neo and like, and and all the weapons are switched around and Neo thinks that this is going to allow her the upper hand. And then that's when we get a moment of, well, it's a good thing we prepare for this eventuality. Like whoever she's facing off against, um, the plot twist is that Team Ruby regularly uh practices with each other's weapons because they were we saw that we saw that at the end of with with weiss good call exactly that's exactly what i was just about to bring up of like we got a little taste of that with weiss in this past you know the for this finale she 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 wielded that weapon with such confidence and even though we didn't really get to see how that whole fight played out because of all the other drama going on like that wasn't the look of somebody who had no idea of what to do with the blade in her hand. I really like the idea of Team Ruby running drills of like, okay, what happens if you lose your weapon? What are you going to do if uh, this is the only thing you have available to you and having to improvise? So I actually really like the idea of Neo cornering somebody 
thinking she has the upper hand because they're stuck with a weapon they quote unquote don't know how to use. And then they're like, yeah, no, you don't know how Team Ruby do. And then them just wrecking shop and it just absolutely being a moment of spectacular fan service of like Yang gets to wield Crescent Rose or something like that. Um, Yeah. Yang just takes Crescent Rose, puts it into the arm socket and it's like, let's go. (laughs) Oh no. She just starts spinning. (laughs) I love it. But you, you get what I'm saying of like, maybe Weiss is the one that gets Crescent Rose and Neo has the smug look on her face. And then that's when Weiss goes, yeah, no, (laughs) you think I, I'm friends. I've been friends with Ruby for how long? And I don't know how to use this, please. (laughs) She made us run drills all the time. So I, I really like that idea. Um, Okay, let's move on to the next question. This one comes from almost a cool kid at kid underscore almost on Twitter. Ultimately, which characters do you think the girl who fell through the world story was referencing? Katie, who do you think this story was all about? Someone Ozpin knew in the past. I'm not the right person to ask about the deep philosophical questions tonight. I ruined them. You know this. I have no ideas. Like we saw in the in the I, book that Oz wrote some of those fairy tales himself. Like this is it. I would not be surprised if this was either someone he fucking knew or something he came up with to teach a lesson. I was half expecting you to start making allusions to kingdom hearts without actually mentioning kingdom hearts (laughs) that requires me to have two brain cells to rub together and i think we've established that i don't have that tonight (laughs) that's fair it's been a very long week and we're not even that far into it yeah stacy how about you what do you think man at this point i feel like i've thought about this question so much and i've had so many different theories over the like last couple of weeks of the of the volume and I've been wrong every time. <laughs> and I have no idea anymore. And I want to know the answer as badly as you do. <laughs> oh, I, I want to know. And I really, I, I don't anymore. There's a wild thought. Maybe we'll meet this person in Yggdrasil Destiny That's Island's Wonderland. That's what I Wonderland. was going to say. That actually makes a lot of sense. I think you're right. See, and I went back around to ruining it. Sorry, Mark? No, we're ruining it. You were us first. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, do you have anything to add? I do. What if it's Nora's mom? In the sense of... Did actually abandon her? No, 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 no. What if... So Nora's mom was the girl that fell through the world. And Ozpin met her, wrote a story about her. And she found a way to get back to her homeworld, which is where this is. And using that knowledge went to escape again to protect her daughter and died in the process. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Look, I'm my Twitter says it. I'm looking for work. So if y'all want, <laughs> <laughs> I th- that, yeah, that was something that as you know, if I'm going to go full in on, this being where Nora's from. There's gotta be we've 
there's got to be some stuff that we've heard that links it to this place further to further establish that we do have a connection to it. I really like that. Shoot. <laughs> um, damn. That's good. That's good shit. Oopsie doopsie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I ultimately, when it comes to the fairy tale collections, I definitely think this is one of those fairy tales we are going to see in this upcoming spinoff series. Um, and uh, it it has it was said at this past year's RTX that like contextually speaking, um, each of the fairy tales is told in a certain way for a certain reason, and that's because of like the the particular origins of the story, like where it comes from within the world of Remnant and how Ozpin's telling it, and whether or not he's maybe altering details here and there. Um, so when it comes to the girl who fell through the world, um, we've made multiple assumptions this past seasons about who it could be related to. Uh, we've made comparisons to Cinder. I mean, we've made comparisons to Salem. We've made comparisons to sort of what Oscar's going through. And now at the, you know, now that the season is all said and done, we're like, oh, all <laughs> all of Team Ruby, Neo, and Jean are all falling through the world. So they're all having a very specific... Like, I didn't know what I thought it was foreshadowing earlier on in the series, but, like, I did not anticipate it being the entirety of Team Ruby falling through the world um i knew it was going to be important somehow but like i did not see all of team ruby coming so as a storytelling device i i really think it was more foreshadowing in hindsight about what was going to happen to our our main set of characters um but when it comes to like who it actually was uh, that's up for debate man um because Ospin isn't always the most honest individual and we haven't gotten the full details of the story. We've just gotten, you know, bits of it from Oscar. Um, but yeah, it, it was more like we came away with like vague details and then the main moral of the story. So who it was, who's to say, but I, I kind of concur with Mark, whoever she was, if she was in fact real and not just a parable as a as a means of telling a story i think we're about to meet her i don't necessarily think that it's nora's mom but i love that idea <laughs> um but yeah i i think it's somebody we haven't met yet i oh boy i do love the idea of it already being a character we know and then we start dealing with some like wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff uh that is that is some cool stuff to play around with. Uh, okay, so on a, a a bit of a lighter note, moving on to our next question. This one also coming from Excel Hedge. What if season nine is using the chibi models? <laughs> That's a fair guess because we haven't we haven't cut to anybody yet. Uh, what if? maybe not just necessarily dealing with time we are in and space we're dealing with like 
a multiverse situation. And this is how we got that momentary bit of time where Chibi Ruby and Ruby proper met in that one Ruby Chibi episode. Uh, (laughs) What do we think? Let's start with Katie. What do you think? This is some enter the florpus madness, and I'm here for it. Especially if occasionally we cut back to what's happening in the world with like Crow and Robin and them, and it's all the normal models, and it's very serious. Stacy, man, now I'm kind of thinking about those scenes in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where time goes a little funny and everything changes. So like it just kind of fluctuates back and forth between the chibi models and they're like normal show models and yes yes <laughs> let's let's go that's new and daring and different and something we've never seen before in ruby let's do the whole thing in chibi <laughs> models yeah <laughs> mark i think if this is wonderland like people are talking about i think a character will become something in a chibi style just as sort of like a like a Cheshire like well, or depending or like on who the Cheshire a, cat is, there's a potion yeah. that says "Drink me," and uh, somebody does, and they they become their chibi model. Something like that. <laughs> I, I imagine if if this is Wonderland, there will probably be a visual gag to that regard. Um, if it's all in the chibi models, then our our weird chibi being canon episode is now canon as well. <laughs> God, I need to find. Oh, I need to see if that still exists. We're gonna really have to revisit some things. That was from our previous <laughs> platform. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I wish we had done that for for <laughs> on Anchor, uh, because that that. Let me see if I can see if I can cut around something. <laughs> that that episode was. A they gem. don't. They don't exist anymore. I I really love when you said Cheshire Cat moment. I had this beautiful visual in my head of from when Neo this past season um, was hanging out at the back of the room when they summoned Jin and her eyes are just like floating, bobbling, <laughs> bobbing towards the lamp. Um, I, yeah. Oh, TLDR. I, I would love some Wonderland stuff, but um, yeah, I, I think some chibi models would be a lot of fun. I, I concur. I think some enter the Florpus style, like changing, um, going through various different art styles with our characters would be an absolute blast. I don't think that's what we're in for, but oh my gosh, I I would live for it. It would absolutely send me. Um, okay, so moving on to our next question. This one comes from Jester's Chessboard at Sheshboard on Twitter. Hi, Jester. Do you guys remember CL? I'll go ahead and give my answer right here at the top. Vaguely. <laughs> I did after I looked her up after reading the question. <laughs> Mark? Yes! She was played by the incomparable uh, Issa Badiola. And, yes. and like, ugh, like, it's one of those things of like, she just kind of, just, especially after seeing uh, Ironwood's turn, just be like, I hope she's not in like a cell somewhere. Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should think about CL a little more. Probably, probably should be thinking about her a little bit more. The question is whether or not she got sent on that raid that we saw Team Funky get sent on and whether she survived. Oof. Like I said. 
Yeah, I also went back and Googled her and went, oh, right, the person whose name is Sun Sky. <laughs> cool. It's Ruby's Moon Moon. <laughs> A little bit, yes. Except she's Damn competent. It, who invited Ciel? <laughs> Here's the thing. I I really I love the character design. I uh, And again, uh, any character that Issa voices is an absolute treat. We haven't seen her for so long that, yeah, same, that it requires, like, if it's been so long that you require a Google search, <laughs> it's been too long. Um, that being said, I think we can all agree that we would love to see more of this character because, again, Ruby, fantastic ensemble cast. All the time we get with these characters is never enough. Uh, <laughs> is that something we all agree on? Yes. And uh, I think we've, we've still got enough questions that we are going to turn this into a part four. But before we, we jump into that next week, we've got one more question for the evening. This one comes from High Five Waterslide. Yango or Blokinut? Stacy, go. So I saw the cutest little Blokinette on Tumblr before I had any idea what that meme was, and I was in love. They're both adorable, but Blokinette. <laughs> should we explain what... <laughs> I don't... I mean... Should we? Memes <laughs> have such a short shelf life that there are people who are probably like, oh, that old thing? <laughs> that was weeks ago. <laughs> That's also when this question was submitted. <laughs> reasonable oh this will be fun they'll probably skip this question (laughs) some memes have an incredibly short shelf life and some memes stick around forever i'm still quoting spiders george and seeing it in the wild it's one of my favorites some memes stick around forever like the pira doll who watches all and will never die or the rickroll the rickroll will live for fucking ever (laughs) and ever and ever. Thank God. You'll click the also, link in our description to quarant- not be Rickrolled. Well, <laughs> during quarantine, he's been uh, doing covers of other songs, and he's very talented. He's very talented. <laughs> yeah, he's very talented. <laughs> yeah. And also not a stranger to love. He knows the rules, so do we. <laughs> okay, we're avoiding the question here. Katie, Yango, Blokinut, go. That Blokinut is so fucking fuzzy. <laughs> it's so cute. And it's the one that I am least liable to break open and munch on its flesh. So, uh, Blokinut. Dark. Mark, how about <laughs> you? They're fruits! <laughs> They're fruits! Uh, I, it's so hard to pick, so I have to go with wine apple. <laughs> Point. <laughs> That's fair. Admittedly, my favorite is Jean Anna. Blueberry, blueberry. No, not no. There's there's too many. Like there were so many at the time, at the height of this meme, like four weeks ago. Like I, <laughs> but I can't even find them. They've been buried. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I mean, we're we're still in in quarantine times. Um, you know, things are getting better, but we're still in quarantine times. And so every day that passes is like a millennium. <laughs> so a meme from four weeks ago was might as well have been like centuries. Like we've unearthed it <laughs> from its tomb. Um, that being said, 
Um, for me personally, Blowcanut, hands down. Wow. <laughs> Although, I do think it's interesting that out of um, you know, the initial art, I think from from AG Nonsuch, I'm noticing that Neo is not in this initial batch. So she is. She's just camouflaged. <laughs> She's just <laughs> invisible in the background. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, we, we, we should wrap it up tonight, but do we have any, <laughs> any other thoughts, uh, regarding the questions that we, we've tackled this evening? <laughs> any other thoughts before, before we say goodnight, uh, Mark? Yeah, well, I, uh, not necessarily relating directly to the episode, but, um, I wanted to thank, uh, Kaden Jensen, uh, dear friend, friend of the show who, uh, put over our show, who, who promoted, the rooster team on uh, Stay Zen, which was really nice. She didn't have to do that. She does that a lot. She's a very nice person. Um, but to anybody who's come through and and this is your first episode again, sorry. But also, <laughs> uh, thank you for sticking through. <laughs> thank you for sticking through to the end. Um, we we and, and <laughs> I promise I'm not memeing when I say this. We like to have fun here, and. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't take myself seriously anymore. But uh, welcome, welcome to the show, <laughs> Stacy. Any final thoughts? Man, you just sent me to look at pictures of the Ruby characters at Fruit, and you want me to have big thoughts right now? <laughs> no, just final thoughts. <laughs> oh, Mark had very nice words. They're good words. Listen to those words. <laughs> <laughs> Some may say even the best words. The I best. wouldn't. I no. wouldn't. I no. Would no. Yes, Anne. No. Ha. <laughs> okay, ha. Katie. Final thoughts. Well, I have. This is where I would put my final thoughts <laughs> if I had any. <laughs> Memes that will also live forever. Um. No, I think I had final thoughts, and then Megan killed them. I'm sorry. So- <laughs> Be good people, all right? Be kind to each other. Wear a fucking mask. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just thank you to again to everybody who submitted questions. We're going to have one more part. Um, where Hopefully. We're... <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I, I don't see this extending past a fourth part, but... Um... Well, who knows? We'll see. We'll see how next week goes. Uh, but again, cannot thank you all enough for submitting your questions. We're looking forward to um, tackling one final, final episode for these questions. And in the meantime, Mark, where can people go if they want to find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at Mark Bidonica. You can also listen to another show that I do. Uh, speaking of Kate and Jensen, her, oh, if you are a fan of One Piece, or, or watching it for the first time, because we actually do have people that are watching along with her. Um, her theories are buck wild. Like, she goes, her, her history with animation, she sees the code for certain things. Like, her track record so far of seeing a character and being like, this is their entire character arc. And then us, like, secretly going, how did she figure that out so fast? <laughs> is... Uh, happens more times than I would like to actually admit because she's still meeting certain characters. So I'm not going to say that, but um, it's uh, Caden, uh, Molly flood, Al McClelland and myself. We do episodes every two weeks and we're still working on 
like stuff to put out for our non-episode weeks and we actually do have some really cool things in the works uh the show is called yayo talk show uh even gilbert godfrey's talking about it so make sure to follow us on twitter at yayo talk show and uh this this week uh if you're listening if you're listening live this week we're actually going to be covering a movie for the first time so you don't necessarily have to be watching one piece if you just want to hear us go buck wild about a really weird movie tune in on friday anchor.fm slash yayo talk show that is still the absolute best name for a podcast well done he's a g al is a genius <laughs> stacy where can people go i'm stacy shuttleworth uh, if you want to find me online you can find me on twitter or instagram at stacy shuttles usually that's where all of my jewelry making adventures go i'm working on a hades series of jewelry and i've worked through a couple of characters and the pieces are getting more ridiculous as i fight with sewing beads so uh if you want to see me cry about that and then post pretty pictures that's where those live <laughs> see me cry about that like beating <laughs> beads with a sewing needle it's new yeah yeah it's fun <laughs> but boy is it a time <laughs> fair katie I'm Katie. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you like reaction videos to Ruby, other rooster teeth things, and other random things we find on the internet sometimes, they live on that YouTube channel. Also on that YouTube channel and on Anchor is the other podcast that I am on, On The Point. It is an Overwatch and Overwatch League podcast. We're back for the season. You get to see us make crazy predictions. My co-host go into the entire history of certain players as they show up in the league. So our first episode is a history of... Our most recent episode is a history of Element Mystic because there are so many Element Mystic players that just join pro teams. And you get to hear me lose my entire mind about the Houston Outlaws doing well this season and talk about the LA Valiant like they're my shitty ex because they are. <laughs> so join us for that. It's super fun. Also, Megan and I are presenting in the Oscars. So keep an eye out for that. We can't tell you which category, but you'll see. And I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. If you want to hear Katie and I talk about horror things, I have a YouTube channel called Silver Screams. And I also do a Lost retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, where my co-host Will Link loves Lost, and I don't. And we talk about it. Uh, again, if you haven't already done so, head on over to iTunes, rate, subscribe, etc. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Rooster Team. Join our Discord. Discord server via the link below in the description <laughs> and um, be sure <laughs> be sure to support our sponsor Fred and we have one more announcement before we wrap up for the evening as always we end with the important things as I said earlier wear a mask anytime you go outside doesn't matter how long you're going out or how far away you think you'll be from other people wear a mask it protects you a little bit it protects other people a lot and that is the point also if you are able when you are able get vaccinated and if you didn't get johnson and johnson make sure you go back for your second shot a lot of people are not doing that so wear a mask get vaccinated and make sure you get your second shot if you're getting a vaccine that needs one 
be kind to your essential workers, be patient with your essential workers. They don't get the choice to work at home, and they are putting up with a lot of people who are not prioritizing basic human compassion. So be kind to them, be patient. Same with postal workers. The post office is suffering from shenanigans. It continues to happen. Buy stamps, support your postal workers, be patient. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black LGBTQIA lives matter. Black lives matter. AAPI lives matter. That has not changed. That is not going to change. And make sure you get involved in your local politics. If you are eligible to vote in an election, check your voter registration. Vote in your local election, even if you don't think it affects you, because it does affect you. And all of that change trickles up. So get involved in your local politics. Vote in your local elections. Contact your representatives. Let them know how, what you want. Because how can they represent you if they don't know what you want? If you think they're doing a good job, tell them. Be polite. Be specific. If you think they're doing a terrible job, tell them. Be polite. Be specific. And then tell them what they should be doing instead. Call them. Text them. Email them. Fax them if you're a fax sort of person. Just contact your representatives, either for positive reinforcement or for course correction. Because that's how that's the only way they're going to know what you want and how best to represent you. So yeah, wear a mask, get vaccinated, Black Lives Matter, AAPI Lives Matter, and be kind to each other. That is the only way we're going to get through this. Basic human compassion. Be kind. And remember that we love you. And thank you for listening. Thank you all so, so much for everything. This has been Ruby Redux, and now it's time to say goodbye. <laughs>